Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, recognizing the value of financial advice since 1937. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. The Europeans worked out an answer to the Irish debt crisis over the weekend, including who's going to have to pay next time there's a country in trouble. Notice they didn't say if there's another country in trouble, we'll explain. Also, the United Nations goes to Cancun to talk climate change. And so do we. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Toyota. Toyota is sharing technology and ideas for a better world. Learn more at toyota.com slash ideas for good. And by Meritas, a worldwide alliance of law firms committed to helping business owners and in-house counsel find local, pre-qualified legal counsel for over 20 years. Meritas.org. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It is Monday, today, the 29th of November. Good to have you with us. No sooner was the ink dry on the Irish bailout plan yesterday, $110 billion plus or minus to save the Irish banks, than attention turned to Portugal, widely regarded as the next weakest link in the wider European economy. Already, bond markets are making it difficult for Lisbon to borrow, which brings us to the other key piece of business decided in Europe over the weekend eventually making private investors bear some of the costs of crisis. Christopher Worth has more now from London. Up until now, investors holding sovereign bonds in bank debt have been completely protected from any losses when things go sour. That was true when Greece was rescued earlier this year, and now investors in Ireland will be sheltered from the storm. But Brian Lucy, a finance professor at Trinity College Dublin, says that will soon change. The results of this are going to be down the line a restructuring of debt. In other words, under the EU's new plan, bondholders could potentially take a hit starting in 2013. That's when the fund set up earlier this year and used to prop up Ireland's finances expires. But Simon Tilford of the Center for European Reform says that threat of punishing private investors is what got Ireland into trouble in the first place. By explicitly acknowledging that there could be restructuring and default, they have made that eventuality much, much more likely. He says putting bondholders on the line will drive up what are already high borrowing costs for what analysts see as the next dominoes to fall, Portugal, Spain, and Italy. All this announcement has done has made investors even more wary of lending to them. The problem with this now is that by pushing up further the cost of borrowing for these countries, they leave them with no option but to enforce even greater austerity. And Tilford says that could hinder the kind of economic growth that would help struggling Eurozone countries repay their debts in the first place. In London, I'm Christopher Worth for Marketplace. The president of the United States makes $400,000 a year. The baseline congressional salary is $174,000 per annum. The real federal pay story of the day, though, is the 2 million civilian federal workers who aren't going to be getting raises the next two years. President Obama called for a government pay freeze today as part of a way to cut deficits. Congress does still have to approve, but assuming they do, how much of a budget difference is this really going to make? Marketplace's Nancy Marshall-Genzer has more. The Obama administration says the two-year pay freeze will save more than $60 billion over 10 years. Chump change, says Steve Ellis of Taxpayers for Common Sense. Right now, the federal government needs to be searching the couch cushions for any spare change. And the billions that would be saved by the pay freeze are certainly just spare change. But at this point, we can take anything we can get. 
Ellis says the president still needs to tackle the things that contribute most to our trillion-dollar-plus deficit, Medicare, Social Security, and the Pentagon. President Obama's bipartisan deficit-cutting commission is scheduled to make recommendations this week, but it's currently deadlocked. Diane Lim Rogers is chief economist at the Concord Coalition. She says President Obama is taking the first shot in the deficit battles to come, but... It's not going to help him avoid the need to address the tough choices about programs that benefit all Americans. Alice Rivlin was President Clinton's budget director, and she's a member of the Deficit Commission. She says President Obama knows the pay freeze is just an appetizer on the deficit-cutting menu.